35 years ago, and I can't believe it's been that long, Ben and I went to San Francisco so he could attend a medical meeting and I could sightsee. Afterwards, we rented a car and headed down the coast on Highway 101 to explore more of this gorgeous part of the country. We had never been there before. And since this was way before getting online and opening up all the possibilities, we asked a friend who was a travel agent to get us reservations somewhere along the way. She set us up in a place to stay in what were described as rustic cabins in the woods. Sounded good to us. We pulled into the place late at night and settled in. The next morning we woke up. When we went outside for a moment, my breath was taken away. The woods were the incredibly beautiful, giant redwoods of California. We were staying in the middle of some of the most amazing examples of God's creation I had ever seen. Soaring high above us and as far around as we could see were these trees that are among the oldest, tallest, and widest living things on earth. Redwoods have learned to survive through forest fires, insect invasions, and floods. The impact of climate changes will be felt as drought conditions affect the much-needed moisture they require to grow. Redwoods reproduce by sprouting new growth and also by seeds. They press on through all circumstances that would destroy other types of trees, reaching to the skies. As I read, I learned their roots don't go as deeply as I expected, 6 to 12 feet into the soil, but the roots go wide and can diffuse together in this way, they create the strength the trees need for the forces of nature that will threaten their survival. Maybe you already know a lot about trees, but I am one of those people who would benefit from all forests being labeled like a botanical garden. So this fact I found in an article on the website treehugger.com fascinated me. Many redwoods live in earthquake country, and it seems like the shifting earth would cause trouble for the giants. But the trees have learned a survival strategy. Redwoods that are forced to lean because of shifting slopes, floods, or even other trees falling against them are able to accelerate their growth on their downhill side, effectively buttressing themselves against further lean. Yes, treehugger.com. In other words, under stress, these miracles of creation can grow stronger. When being pushed against, they become even more able to take the forces that could cause them to topple the next time. Incredible. And I began to ponder, can this be true for humanity? Can we learn to grow stronger in the places where we are most stressed? How do we become inherently resilient in the face of incredible obstacles and overwhelming challenges? These are the questions that the Apostle Paul is answering in his letter to the Ephesians. Let's think for a moment about what was going on for him and the other first and second generation of Christ followers who are hearing this letter read. They had come to know transformation and redemption in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ in a thriving coastal city of many cultures and languages, of different religious experiences and beliefs, they were learning that in Christ, 
They were one. Jew and Gentile, slave and free, men and women, young and old, rich and poor. In Christ, they had found a peace that passed all understanding. In Christ, they had found freedom and love. And wonder of wonders, this fledgling new body of Christ was spreading the gospel story far beyond any boundaries, any walls, any building. By the power of the Holy Spirit, a new humanity was being formed, called Christian. A humanity whose common denominator was their belief in this life-changing truth. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, brought salvation to the world. And it was their call, their responsibility, their great honor to spread the good news. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. At the same time, they're being increasingly persecuted in Ephesus. The people there are furious when the businesses as idol makers are disrupted. These Christians are saying there is someone more important than Caesar. There is a way of life greater than what the Romans had set out for them. These followers must be stopped, removed, arrested, imprisoned. It will be costly for these Christians to be who they are called to be. Paul has experienced all of these things. Even in the midst of all the trials, all the tribulations, he knows what he knows. The Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, is with him. There is a love he has come to know that reaches into his soul and sustains him and all who will choose Christ. We will be rooted and grounded in love. Listen to these words of prayer of hope, of courage, from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want us to linger with these words today. Let them flow over us and fill our hearts. We're living in the midst of a COVID surge that has overflowed our hospitals and continues to threaten the health of our most vulnerable, our children. Even as the Olympics, which in years past has brought many in our world together in a common focus, they now feel dangerous and maybe unnecessary. Your family, like mine, has ongoing concerns that cause us to feel unsettled, fearful, worried. And perhaps today we can hear in these words the hope we need for this day and all our days. Paul wrote, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Prayer was traditionally done while standing before the Lord, but Paul 
is bending his knee, which many commentators believe is more than praying on his knees. He's lying on the floor. He's stretched out in suffocation before the majesty and glory that is God. Nothing held back. He lays himself totally before the one true God who created all of humanity in God's image. We are meant to be one as God is one. We will never be a family that looks alike, but we are to become a family that acts alike, a people whose identity is in Jesus, a people choosing to live into the way of life prepared for us by the Father who knows us and calls us by name the Father of abundance, the one who has given us the Holy Spirit to indwell our hearts. It is faith in the Lord God Almighty that will strengthen us for the days ahead. Paul continues to pray, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. This is what God is doing for us roots that will go deep enough to find the life-giving nourishment in the soil, but also wide enough to connect us one to the other. This is where I began to remember what I've learned about the magnificent redwood trees of California and look to them to teach us today. I don't know about you, but often lately, I feel like the southern pine trees that are so familiar to me from growing up in Alabama and frequently visiting Georgia. The smell of their pine needles are the mulch of my childhood. These trees grow quickly and tall, but their root systems are shallow, and the winds of a storm can cause them to topple easily. When I was in Georgia just last month, the storm felled many trees in my brother's neighborhood. The streets were covered in branches and pine needles. But these redwoods, they are interconnected and so find their strength in their shared root system. They grow intertwined to the others around them and become ever more able to withstand those forces of nature none of us can control. When they must lean because of the shifting terrain, the changes in the ground, the impact of rain and flooding, they don't break. They take those challenges and reconfigure around them. They absorb what they have learned and continue to grow, continue to thrive, continue to bring beauty to the world and home to a myriad of creatures who live in and among them. They are changed, but stronger. Love does this. Being rooted and grounded in God's love does this. It doesn't mean we will escape being buffeted about by the winds, the storms of life. They will come. They do come. Some of them are greater than others. Paul's prayer continues. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Look at the redwood once again. The God who made you and me created these amazing trees that are only found in three places in the world. Two on the west coast of the United States, one in China. 
Their height has been recorded as reaching as tall as 377 feet. Their breadth over 30 feet in diameter. They can live for literally over a thousand years, stretching their roots far beyond any one tree. These trees reflect some of God's glory, but you and I are God's glory. We can know facts and figures and gaze and wonder what God has created in the mighty redwoods, but the love of God in Jesus Christ, given to each of us, will take us a lifetime to even begin to know. Some messages are for teaching. Some are for prophetic pronouncements. Some are for proclamation. Today, this message is offered as a prayer over you. I invite you to go back and read these words from Ephesians each day this week. Let those words soothe where you may be hurting Encourage where you feel weary. Strengthen the weak places. Weave your roots of faith together with others who too need courage and sustenance. And then in the midst of the challenges ahead, remind you of God's love. Hear these words again as we close with a doxology from Paul's prayer. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>